Org. Iowa Hawkeyes linebacker Jack Campbell was named a semifinalist for the Bednarik Award, which goes to the nation's top defensive football player. The White Sox closing in on their new manager with Royals bench coach Pedro Grifol reportedly to get the job. Spent the last 10 years with the Royals. After a rainout last night, the Phillies will host the Astros for Game 3 of the World Series tonight with Ranger Suarez opposing Lance McCullers on the mound. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday buy 10 wings, get 10 wings free. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you till the top of the hour. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. More on the Big 12 uh, and their uh, contract. Signed, sealed, delivered with Fox and ESPN. Going to be um, some good news. Well, there has been some good news for the Big 12. We'll talk more about that with Pete Mundo from Heartland College Sports uh, coming up. Let's get to our friend, though. Off we go. Matt Snyder joins us. He's in Philadelphia for games 3, 4, and 5. And if necessary, we'll be back in Houston for 6 and 7. How are you, Matt, Trent, and Ken? Thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm very good. Uh, excited that there's no rain at all in the Beautiful. for tonight. So we're good. When did you? Uh, when did they officially cancel? I mean, uh, Trent and I were on the air yesterday, and Trent uh, saw something, got word that you know sounded very iffy. They were going to make a decision in the middle of the afternoon. Did they or did they, did they try... Um, you know, did they wait until early evening before they finally said, you know what, we just can't make this happen? It was a little before 7, 6.53-ish, 6.52, something in that range, Eastern time. So a little bit over an hour before the game, just about an hour. Um, and it was pretty funny because the fans had started to kind of file in, and then they didn't announce the game was postponed and everybody booed. Well, sure, because I'm guessing the concession stands were open and they sold a few beers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you um, go to the ballpark or no? We, we, we were thinking, yeah, I was there. Yeah. We were thinking, like, man, this is really shady because a bunch of people are going to come and pay for parking and right. they're going to send them home. <laughs> yes. um, but we did, we did hear that they said if you saved your parking receipt from last night and showed it tonight, that would be, you'd be good to get in. So at least they didn't kind of double charge people there. So with the now extra game, and they push everything back, they're not going to play five straight back-to-backs if necessary. There still will be the off day built in now on Friday. Who does it give an advantage to, if anybody, having this rain delay, this rain pushing things back an extra day? I think it helps the Phillies by virtue of the, the more compressed the series would be, the better it would be for the Astros because they have so much more pitching depth. Mm-hmm. The Phillies don't really want to go much deeper in their bullpen than uh, Dominguez and Alvarado would be the top two. And then if they have to, they use Eflin and then maybe David Robertson, and they don't really want to go beyond that. So the more that things are spaced out, the more it benefits them. Um, plus, they they now have Ranger Suarez lined yeah. up to start tonight, and then he could start Game 7 if it goes that far. Um, and he had been used in relief in game one. I thought maybe they would entertain 
just not starting him at all and using him as a weapon almost every single game out of the bullpen to kind of like the way he did in game one where he can come in and the third time through and face Jordan Alvarez and then stand through Kyle Tucker. But they decided they would rather have him be a starter twice in the series, and that's a fine choice as well. So Wheeler will see on game six and then – Suarez, if there is a Game 7, is that how it would be for the Phillies? Yeah, they decided to push. I, I thought they could, because they could go with Nola on regular rest in Game 4, and they will, and then they could have gone Wheeler on regular rest yeah. in Game 5, but they decided to give him the extra two days to go all the way to Game 6. So who so will then, pitch? Yeah, they, would be, it would be Ranger Suarez in Game 7. But Game 5 would then be Syndergaard? Syndergaard. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, it, well, they said maybe, they said... If Syndergaard gets used in relief tonight and or tomorrow, then they might start Kyle Gibson. I can't imagine they want to Ooh. do that. <laughs> but, you know, if they get in a situation where they feel like they have to use Syndergaard to get a win, then they will. Mm-hmm. It's a World Series after all. Trent, yeah. do you, what do you I, think, I'm Trent? baffled Kyle Gibson's going to perhaps start a World Series game. I've seen a lot of Kyle Gibson in my day as a Twins fan, and, oh, boy, that would be a rough moment. Lance McCullers tonight. He's such an interesting pitcher. You know, that big looping curveball to him. Yeah. Not a not a huge guy by any means. Well, I mean, what what is he? Six foot, maybe five eleven. I know he's listed at six one. There's no way that dude. He just is so different at doing things. Against this Phillies lineup, what do you anticipate we're gonna see out of McCullers tonight? And and you mentioned a lot about Ranger Suarez getting to start. Now with him able to go, what do we see from the starting pitchers this evening? I'm I'm angling for uh perhaps a strikeout prop with both of these guys. <laughs> Um, I, I think that they're both going to be pretty good two times through the order. Um, neither lineup is really familiar with the pitcher, and that's generally generally an advantage for the pitcher. Uh, a couple Phillies do crush slow breaking balls, namely Kyle Schwarber. He's slugged 525 on slow, on slow breaking balls this year, one of the best in baseball. Um, and when, once you see a guy the third time through, good lineups like this kind of start to get to him. We already saw it in game one with Justin Verlander. Once the, the Phillies had seen him a few times, that's when they stormed back. Uh, I, I would expect that Dusty learned his lesson after Verlander got knocked around in game one, but it almost looked like he went too long with Framber in game two. So we'll see on McCullers. I know that the Phillies will be aggressive because they have been aggressive with Ranger Suarez and, and when they take him out so far in the playoffs. So maybe three and two-thirds, four innings for uh, Suarez, maybe five or six for McCullers. Hmm. And McCullers, I mean, clearly this guy missed what most of the year. Was he back in August or was he September? He's out for most of the year. He's just getting back. Uh, seven starts. Probably late August. Late August, okay. Um, and, and if he does, like you mentioned, is he five, six innings? If they get five or six out of him, I would think that uh, Dusty would be happy with that, right? Absolutely. And, and especially with the two days off, they could completely empty their bullpen if they need to mm, yeah. and still be in good shape for the next game. So that's why I said, you know, maybe he learned his lesson and he won't let him go that deep. But then again, it looked like in game two, maybe he didn't learn his lesson. So we'll see. I, I They should be aggressive. So we'll see. We've seen some quick hook from some guys that have struggled in the playoffs. I'm thinking of a guy like Trey Mancini. Is that something yeah. that continues here? Guys that are struggling, the managers being willing you know what? We got to get another bat in there. Are we we're going to get you out there for the first couple of at bats, but if it's still a struggle, you're going to get the quick hook. Do you anticipate that's something that continues here, hopefully over five more games? Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, 
I think that we probably pretty much know what the batting order is going to be for both teams right. moving forward. Now that the Astros made the change away, uh, and they posted their lineups last night, and they both immediately said, yeah, we're going to have the same lineup tomorrow. I'm not going to change anything. So even with the Phillies changing from a righty to a lefty, the Astros still, Dusty says, still, yeah, I'm going to have the same lineup that I posted today. I'm not going to change anything. So it, they're pretty well set in their ways right now. It would take something extreme, which that's how bad Mancini's been in the playoffs. It would take something extreme to really trigger some heavy changes. I want to talk about the Astros starters in games one and two. Obviously, Verlander, just that anomaly, right? As good as this guy's career has been, once he gets to the World Series, just been a different pitcher for whatever reason. And then there's some blowback on Lance Lance McCullers, on Framber Valdez uh, in in game two. And, And accusations, I know it's the Astros, so automatically... When somebody does uh, yeah. something like this, you're going, oh, I must be cheating. Uh, I'm sure you've heard it. What what what's up with the Valdez stuff? And then and then, how does Verlander you know break this incredibly bad streak that he's on? Um, uh, on Verlander, I wonder if he's 39 years old. He's coming off Tommy John surgery, his first season on Tommy John surgery. He's up over 200 innings all day. I wonder if he's if he's hitting a wall. Um, personally now just in the world series alone it's a small sample you're facing really good offenses when you're in the world series mm-hmm. uh maybe it's as simple as that uh it's hard telling but on um, valdez yeah i saw like to him rubbing his hand or whatever uh the umpires spot check him I, I it's hard for me to believe that he could be using something that actually works, but then wears off that by the time the umpires check his hand, it's not sticky anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it's hard for me to bridge that gap there and say, well, if he's using something so subtle that they can't feel it being sticky, how is it helping him? And if he is using something that's helping him, how is his hand not sticky by the time they rub his hands after he's coming off the field? I, I bet it, I, I kind of feel like it might just be a, a mannerism, but, um, who knows these days? Uh, speaking of um, you know alleged cheating, which I don't think he was, and I don't think that Maldonado cheated on purpose. But this oh, whole bad. Albert Pujols thing, <laughs> this bat thing, is a crazy story, right? That Pujols has been using this bat um, in the manner that he has, and since he's been in the league prior to the rule being changed, he's grandfathered in. What? 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 I guess kind of um, explain what this whole thing is about, if you would. I. Nobody knew anything about it. Was was the most bizarre thing to me. Apparently, eleven years ago, they changed the rule specifications on the size of bat that you could use, and his bat was no longer going to be legal. But he was grandfathered in. And sometimes, you, you know, there are changes with equipment rules. And remember when some guys got grandfathered in, and they could still wear the helmet with no ear flaps, for example, mm-hmm. to go a little bit further back. Um, it looks like this that was the case that they said you know you can still use this because you've been using it but it's just bizarre to me because it's not quite the same as an ear flaps on the helmet it's a bat right. and if they deemed that it's illegal probably deemed it's illegal because they think it's an unfair advantage for the hitter and if that's the case why is he still allowed to use it for mm-hmm. that long that was just really really weird to me so after the announcement yesterday from Manfred and company that the game was being moved to today, game three, he stuck around, he answered some questions, and 
the topic of regular season extra innings rules with the ghost runner came up once again. Yeah. Looks like it's going to stay around. Now Tony Clark said, hey, we got to talk about this first. Of course, the players rep on that side of things. Pipe but down, Tony. Just let it stay. A, I personally would like to see at minimum one inning. One inning where you play regular rules of baseball. The 10th inning, you're still playing real baseball. And then you can get in the cockamamie, what we have now, and not real baseball and having a ghost runner. I mean, that's what you do when you're playing two-on-two baseball in the backyard. That aside, that's what I would hope for. Any hope for that, or is this rule here to stay? Extra inning starts, we're going to play fake baseball. With the exception of postseason. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, I... I think that they're just going to leave it as is. I would be okay with them saying, let's play 10 or 11 and then go to the automatic runner on second. I'd be okay with that. I The outrage, there's so many people that hate it so, so, so much. True. Uh, I, I, it just doesn't move the needle like that for me. I feel like you had nine innings to play the correct way, and, you, and, and you're tied. And almost every other sport has ways – outside of regulation to try to get the game over with. Whether we're talking about football overtime rules, whether we're talking about hockey going into sudden death, whether we're talking about tiebreakers in tennis in an individual sport, almost or shootouts in soccer, like almost every other sport has a mechanism to get the game over with. Why is baseball so, so, so awful for having a mechanism to get the game over with? It's just weird to me. Uh, maybe you can explain it, Trent. I don't really hate it that much. I just oh okay, but you did it. You 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 wanted to hate it. I recall. I did. Yeah. I absolutely did. And then I watched it, and it was yeah. it was it's intriguing. It's mm-hmm. different. It's a different way of doing. It. I just want one inning of regular baseball. Because Condon puts the kids to bed, and they, you know he goes to these eighteen inning I West Coast them. games. Trent's still up, and he's on Twitter at I, three in the morning. I love those. I, they, it comes around every once in a while, and I do enjoy those. But more than anything. You get to overtime, and it's still the real rules. You know, I hate college football, their overtime rules, because it's not a real game. Yeah. That's something that really bothers me. Same thing here. Okay. Do well, it for an inning. you're consistent with it, then. Is, yeah. yeah. Okay. In, in the 11th, fine. It's regular season. you got to play 162. The way bullpens are used, I understand the evolution of the game. I just want one inning. That's the thing. After that, I'm fine with it. But I know there's some people out there, like you said, Matt, they hate this rule. I mean, they they take this to the nth degree. They're dying on that hill. Yes, they are. Uh, And and I still want to say to to those people, like, when when we go 18 and nobody scores in innings 10 through 17, is it really that exciting when nothing's happening at all and it's just going on and on and on? I just don't feel like it's that exciting. Concessions are closed. You can't get a beer, and there's so many reasons to get it over with. Uh, anyway, so what else? I know that the uh, the A's came up in that conversation. I was surprised that Manfred was so forthcoming, and maybe this was just a um, hear me roar type of thing moment from him to the people in Oakland. If you don't get this straightened out, this team is going to move, and it sounds like Las Vegas, who already has, I believe they have their AAA team there already, and they play in Summerlin, which is outed by... Uh, by Red Rocks, um, but it sounds as though the A's are on life support in Oakland and ticketed for Las Vegas, perhaps? Yeah, I think they have been. The one thing I would say where it's not necessarily a done deal is, remember, and we've seen it in all the negotiations in the CBA, Manfred works for the owners, and he's a shill for ownership. Yep. So I think he, if anything, is pushing hard on behalf of the A's ownership group. There, so that's where I might say let's not go overboard here and act like it's a done deal. But yeah, your phrase life support. Yeah, I think they're absolutely on life support in Oakland, and they have been for a little bit. 
Um, but yeah, I think that I, it just felt like he was getting his owners back to me. Trent, anything else? I want. I got one more. If uh, if you're done. Well, with that finishing up. What about Tampa? How does that system, how, how does that ultimately end? Is it somewhere else? Is it a new stadium? Uh, those are kind of the two biggies remaining, right? Oakland and Tampa. It has to be a new stadium. Well, that thing's an absolute oh. dump. How does it end? I think they'll eventually get one in, in uh, Tampa itself. Yeah. Maybe, hopefully, it needs to get resolved. And he doesn't, that's what's, what's funny is Manfred doesn't seem as antsy with, with that situation as he does with the A's. Um, which is interesting, mm-hmm. um, but it definitely needs to get solved. And I, I don't feel like they're going anywhere. I don't know where the, the next destination would be. I know Portland really, really wants a team. But so does Montreal. For that, and Montreal wants one back. Um, I, I, it probably just ends up in Tampa eventually. It'll take five years or so at least. Mm-hmm. My last thing for you, uh, White Sox uh... – I woke up to the news this morning, but shortly after, uh, that they've got a new manager, and it's probably for 99% of White Sox fans, somebody they've never heard of. Not that that's a prerequisite to winning championships, that he has to have a name. But Pedro Greifall, I think I'm saying his name right, he was on the yeah. Royals staff. There was an opening with the Royals. He interviewed there. They didn't want him. Um, so the team that he was working for, they didn't, they didn't think enough of him to keep him. Now he's the manager <laughs> of the White Sox, which is... I mean, uh, what do you I mean? You're in the business that you're beat Major League Baseball. Do you did you know much about this cat? Not much. No, it, it's it's a totally off the board hire. Um, it, it's hilarious that they went to Tony La Russa, and then it looked like all roads were leading to Ozzie Guillen. Yeah, I did too. Coming I back so like too. they were going to try another retread, uh, and then they go completely off the board. And I, my my first thought was, if you're going to grab somebody. From this area, uh, which is has never been a manager before and has worked his way up, what's Joe Espada, the Astros bench coach, mm-hmm. have to do to get a chance, yeah. man? I, I don't get it. Um, he's been the right-hand man for Hinch and Dusty. Uh, he's so well-respected, such a great baseball mind, and he just keeps getting passed over. Um, it, hopefully he gets a job soon, but yeah, I this one, it was pretty shocking. It's an off-the-board hire for sure. Are you spending the weekend in Houston, meaning there's baseball games 6 and 7? Are you going back to Houston? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think so. It's all right. Uh, that uh, works for me. Six, just going to 6 gets us there, so all we need is each team to win at least one here in Philadelphia. I think we'll get there. Good stuff. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. You can follow all Matt's work uh, now that they're in the World Series or throughout the regular season and throughout the year. He has joined us each and every week, and we're grateful to that. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Matt, thank you. Appreciate it. Sure thing. Have a good one, guys. Yeah, you do the same. Matt Snyder, Game 3, 4, and 5, tonight, tomorrow, and the night after. Said he uh, took a little trip yesterday Where'd to... Where'd he go? The steps. Did he? Hit the Rocky steps. you yeah. got to do that, Absolutely. Right? You're in Philly. Go see the bell. Yes. Uh, what else you want to have? Do you want to have what? What are the sandwiches? The uh, uh, Philly cheesesteak. Yes, absolutely. Have to have one of those with real cheese whiz. Do you like cheese whiz? Uh it's fine. When was the last time you ate cheese whiz? When you're five, six, <laughs> probably a little later than that. Okay, yeah. seven. <laughs> yeah, not not real recently. It's not something that we keep in stock at the house. Cheese whiz on us. I mean, I like the uh, the concept of the sandwich. Sure, but then you smear that. Crap on there? You got to go light. If it's, if, it's fairly if, good, is it? Well, that's what they say. Well, I, I've heard it's nothing but famous. good reports. Anyways, 
Ready to talk some Big 12 television contract and try to figure this bad boy out, this conference out as far as football? You know, it's TCU's undefeated. Mm. Are they a playoff team? Are you asking about tonight's playoff and rankings? Are you coming around? I'm not coming around. Oh, I didn't think so. Because it's a stupid TV show. Uh, that's all you've said. We do a better job than they, those morons can do. Talk about something. It just, as you know, it drives me absolutely I, insane I because noticed. the season does not and tonight. That's true. And yet, we're going to throw it out there, and then they're going to contradict themselves, and they're going to be back to a corner, and they're going to look like morons. It's good for them and to look like And then they'll do morons. it all again next week. These guys also have real jobs. If, if I was somebody that was big up in one of these universities, uh-huh. and we had big things going on at our university, and you got these morons going every single week down to Texas to sit in a nice hotel and talk about things that aren't actually happening, <laughs> that aren't real. Do it on a weekly basis. I mean, if you had an employee that was going off and playing every single weekend cosplay, not every weekend, they're gone every single week for a month. And it's a trend. It's not like they're getting in a meeting room at the Super 8. I would not be real pleased. This list, this is what our list does this year of the committee. Oh, the who's, who's on it list? Gene Taylor at Kansas State. Yeah. Houston, their AD, Chet Gladchuk. But here's one. Colorado's AD, Rich George. What the hell do they know about playoff football? Well, they're going to need a coach. Right. they got a football program to fix. Yeah. Hey, how about you figure about that instead of out there glad hat and being a moron with this other group of morons? Drives me absolutely <laughs> crazy. It's just on and on and on. These kind of things. If I was a Colorado supporter, if I was some big wig there, I would not be pleased about our well, AD. there would be plenty of room for you because there's not a lot of them left. Um, so was your question, will TCU be part of the top four tonight? I don't think they will. I don't think. They, who's number four? Michigan. You think it is? I think it'll be Tennessee one. They're going to talk about See, I said the wins Georgia that they have. one. After Oregon, what do they have on the resume? Not a lot. Right. Not a lot. Tennessee has a lot more on that resume. Mm-hmm. And it's about resumes. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. It's about top 25 Tennessee's wins. Tennessee's got a, their wins. win over Alabama resonates. Big time. Yep. And they have depth there on top yep. of it. I, they, I get your t- I get. I they understand. went to LSU and dominated yep. that football game. They dominated Florida. They have depth, not just a win, a depth of wins. And because of that... So who's Georgia's second best win? I'm flipping through Phil Steele to try and get the schedule in front of me here. It's not a real shiny object. It's not one that you look at and say, boy, that oh, resume... Oh, that's a good one. Uh, well, of course, this week they could change that. So no, they beat they South Carolina, who's got five wins. Yeah. Mizzou's got four. Auburn just fired. Uh, Vanderbilt. Florida... No. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. Now, they'll play if they want to. They can put Georgia there because of game control. Or they'll make up some new dumb term Mm -hmm. that won't mean anything. And they'll say because of the 49-3 win against Oregon that that's the reason behind it. But in the past... And they're the defending champs and they started That's not supposed to matter. No, that's true. This is new. That's why it's so big tonight. Trent, I like your your way of thinking. Um, I wish you were in that room with those other dopes. Not that you're dope. Well, um, but I, 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 I do get your theory behind this. So Tennessee, it's about the body of work, and their body of work is better this year than Georgia's. So Tennessee one, Georgia two, Ohio State three. Who hasn't had the? I mean, their win last week wasn't. It, it? wasn't. Uh, and, and they don't have even, a lot of depth on that resume either. No. Notre Dame obviously has proven no. not to be what people thought coming into no, the year. They had a big win, but Syracuse had a letdown. I've oh, so I'm convinced. Yeah. Uh, and then Michigan four for you. I think that's mm-hmm. what they'll do. But TCU mm-hmm. again. Yes, they beat four straight teams that were ranked at the time, but they're not going to be ranked right now. 
Yep. Oklahoma's not going to be in this ranking. No. We're not going to see. And there's no Cincinnati to... Uh, We're not going to see Kansas up and down. There's no group of five team this year. I think the TCU resume, maybe we'll put them a tick higher than they are in the AP. I don't see them putting them in the top four. They'll be in that top six box that they usually put up. They'll be in that. I think that's where you see the Horn Frogs. We will uh, come back with Pete Mundo. We'll get his take on where he thinks TC will be, but more we're going to do on the uh, on the news that came out on Sunday morning. Odd timing, but um, somebody had to break it first, and John O'Ran did, Sports Business Journal. We'll talk about that uh, contract uh, for the Big 12 and where that uh, puts them as far as pecking order-wise and solidifies their existence. I think it was huge for him. I really do. We'll talk to Pete Mundo, Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Station 106.net. I'm Dr. Kevin Baker, a Des Moines dentist and chair of this year's Iowa Mission of Mercy, a free two-day dental clinic. The Iowa Mission of Mercy, or as you might know it, IMOM, is coming to the Varied Industries Building at the Iowa State Fairgrounds November 4th and 5th. Doors open each day at 6 a.m. and patients are seen on a first-come, first-served basis. Dental professionals from across the state will provide cleanings, fillings, and other simple dental procedures. DART is offering free transportation to the fairgrounds for patients. For more information, go to iowamom.com. After the storms hit central Iowa recently, you see companies from all over the country come to Iowa to take advantage of Iowans' misfortune. They're here today, gone tomorrow. You want to stick with companies you know, companies like Wolf Roofing. You know Wolf Roofing will be here long after the storm. They've been here for over 25 years. Wolf Roofing and its employees are central Iowans just like you. When storms hit and misfortune happens, they take care of their own. Go to Wolf Roofing in Urbandale. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call get your podcasts. You may have heard me talking this summer about Fat Charlie's coming soon to Urbandale. It's an upscale sports bar serving high-end favorites. Well, now it's open. Just off the Douglas exit on 8035, 121st Street in Urbandale, that's where you'll find Fat Charlie's. And you'll find cold beer, good drinks, and great food. Fat Charlie's now open. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Welcome back, 1235, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We owe you a keyword. Time for another $1,000 handoff. The keyword for this hour is bills, bills at kxno.com, bills at kxno.com. Uh, let's get to Pete Mundo from Heartland College Sports. He had a lengthy podcast, spent most of his Sunday seemingly putting it together and actually getting that out there. 
Uh, NFL took a back seat to Mundo's anyways as he joins us. Hello, Pete. Uh, Trent and Ken, thank you for coming on. Uh, the news broke on Sunday morning. Kind of an odd time for news to break. There was an NFL game going on, but you know what? It was great news. I'm glad they got it out there when they did. Uh, your thoughts before we dig into it, uh, you know, kind of an, uh, a little bit more in depth. Just overall, your thoughts on what your mark was able to pull together. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Uh, always good to be with you first off. But I uh, listen, I am no fan of ESPN. Anyone that's listened to me for five minutes understands that. But uh, sometimes, you know what? Uh, you look at a situation and you say to yourself, if this is the best interest of everybody right now, then let's just move ahead as is. And I think that's what the Big 12 realized, and that's what new Commissioner Brett Yormark realized, which is that uh, you know, this league is in a position where it wants to be national. That is a word that he continues to use. He wants this Big 12 to be nationalized, which is uh, a goal of his. What that means, I think, is uh, up to interpretation. But um, going to Amazon right now or going to Apple TV or whatever, uh, what you're going to end up doing is you're going to end up getting the diehards. Uh, Iowa State fans will be there. Oklahoma State fans will be there. But if you want to build that brand, uh, going to a streaming service and streaming platform right now doesn't make a lot of sense. It's not like the NFL where they put one game on Amazon Prime. If every game was on Amazon Prime, I think that would hurt the NFL. Um, and the Big 12 battling for importance with the SEC and the Big 10, um, it didn't make sense to go that route. As much as I would have loved to have you know, stuck a couple of uh, middle fingers to ESPN – it wouldn't make it didn't make a lot of sense to do this. So they said, you know what? Let's uh, let's keep this partnership going. It's a short term deal. It's only six years. They're back on the market before the SEC and before the ACC. And uh, the landscape in college sports and the landscape in sports media and just sports in general is going to be a lot different in 2031 than it is today. So I get it. It makes sense, and I'm accepting of it despite the fact that I, I will never believe that ESPN um, looking out for the Big 12's best interests ultimately, <laughs> at least compared to the SEC and the Big Ten. Fair point. Yeah, absolutely. A whole lot of that. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports joining us. So the money, the financials of it from what was bandied about, not just from Stuart Mandel, who I know got under your skin and a lot of Big 12 fans, but also you know, people in the business, Sports Business Journal, talking about some of the numbers initially that was anticipated and the cutback that they were going to be. It's not the SEC, it's not the Big Ten, but it doesn't have to be. It feels like they are ahead of the ACC, going to be ahead of the Pac-12. How important is that uh, when you look at the future of the Big 12 and what it's going to be uh, being at the top of the top of that next year? Well, um, you know, yeah, they're going to be a clear number three uh, behind the Big Ten and the SEC. Uh, now, they're still going to be tens of millions of dollars behind the other two. But, uh, you know, you, you can't tell me uh, that a Big 12 school is going to moan about pulling in 50 to 60 million dollars a year off the, uh, off the mm-hmm. football team. I mean, that's just uh, it's it's an embarrassment of riches, and I understand it's an arms race and all these different cliches that we could use for the next several minutes, but um, it, it, they are going to be in a very competitive spot to uh, hire coaches, to uh, hire the staff that you need, to make the improvements to facilities that you need. There will be a bit of a drop-off, I suppose, but that's not going to be the reason that an Iowa State or anybody else in this conference is not winning games. Uh, you're not going to be able to make that argument. Now, maybe um, we end up in a scenario where 
the Big 12 struggles if and when it gets to college football playoffs. Maybe that's possible. But in the expanded playoff as well, I mean, it's going to be um, it's going to be a very different environment there to to watch that play out because you're going to have uh, more parity in in a new expanded playoff when it gets to 12 teams. You'll have a, a game on a home campus, which will be a lot of fun, and it, it'll be I think pretty chaotic. Not quite March Madness chaotic because football is different from basketball, but it'll be chaotic. So getting in the game is important, and um, you know I think they're looking at ultimately when all is said and done, probably 50 to 55 mil a team based on a lot of reports, and uh, I mean that is huge considering, as you noted, uh, Stuart Mandel, you know, was predicting a year ago 12 million dollars per team in the Big 12, mm. in the new finagled Big 12. And, you know, you can't have me on the talk about this without taking jabs at those guys, so I'm going to take the opportunity to do it here. Swing and a miss. But, I mean, yeah, well, you, you put it on the tee for me. No, so I get it. Opportunity. You should. But, I mean, these guys, I mean, their heads are so far buried in the sand or, or you know, their heads are somewhere else where uh, they literally took their bias against this league and hoped something would be true. And uh, it's just proven out to be anything but the case. It's now the Pac-12 that I think is is really on death's door because they're not going to match the Big 12 number. Why Why would you pay? I understand the, 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 the sales pitch of, well, you know, live sports are a hot commodity and look at the Big 12 numbers, so the Pac-12 is going to get X, Y, or Z. Based on what? I mean, if Oregon and Washington get the invite tomorrow to the Big 10, they're gone. They're gone, and they're still, you know, uh, a, a large belief that UCLA and USC, actually their profits will go down based on the Big 10 move, even with more money because of their travel expenses. So unless they get a couple of partners on the West Coast, it just doesn't make any sense. Pac-12, to me, is in huge trouble, and some of these guys, the Stuart Mandels of the world and the others that just uh, you know have a weird obsession with that league and like to take digs at the Big 12, they've been wrong for the last 15 months, they were wrong last week, and they're wrong today, and they'll be wrong tomorrow as well. Wilner, Canzano, a couple others uh, certainly on that list. Uh, and and help me out with this, Pete. It sounds as though, let, let's say that, because uh, your mark's been, um, I think his quote was, we're open for business, or the Big 12 is open for business. And say there are uh, a couple of suitors that want to join, and, and in all likelihood they will come from the Big 12. It doesn't necessarily, if they join, they don't do so at the expense of the existing teams, correct? Their money does not go go down. It stays the same level and um, they just find more to pay the new addition. Did I read that correctly? That is uh, correct, yes. It's a pro-rata clause in there. So, you know, if you expand, you're not taking money out of the current team's pockets, uh, which is which is important because right. the whole belief, you go back five years now when the Big 12 ex- considered expanding, OU and Texas were kind of like, and I get it, like, you know, OU and Texas were kind of like, well, uh, I mean, you know, I could see the benefits of expanding, but if it's going to mean less money for us and we're the anchors of the league, why would we do it? Like, I get it. It's a dog-eat-dog world, and uh, OU in Texas said, no, thanks. And then we know what happened over the last, uh, you know, year and a half or so. So now, if they do expand, I mean, you're talking about a pro-rata clause that does not cost other teams money to welcome new teams in. That's, that's vitally important mm-hmm. uh, for the Big 12, and it creates a scenario where, if they want to add a couple of teams next week, um, you know, there's going to be value there. And there's no doubt in my mind that Brett Yormark is interested and actively trying to add teams. The four schools that make a whole lot of sense, both Arizona schools, Colorado and Utah, those have been ones that have been bandied about a whole bunch there. Ultimately, is it just what the Pac-12 gets here? 
after USC and UCLA depart, whatever happens there, is that the ultimate decision that'll come down to? Look, if they're shortchanged and they're only making $25 million a year, obviously the Big 12 would make a whole lot of sense. Is it as simple as that? Yeah, I mean, there's no loyalty. I mean, that's that's really all it is. It's not like, uh, you know, as much as I say this as a Big 12 homer, I'd love to think that Utah and Arizona and Arizona State and whoever else you want to talk about you know, Colorado wants to desperately come back to the league and they love and miss the Big 12 and they realize what an asset the Big 12 would be. I mean, maybe there's a small portion of that, but it's money. Uh, money talks and money will drive the boat on this. And if the schools realize, hey, we're stuck in this league making 20 to 25 mil or we can try to get double that or we, we will get double that going somewhere else, I mean, they're going to double their money. Uh, that's all there is to it. It's simply going to be about economics. Um, nothing more, and that's what college sports has become, for better or for worse. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. Pete, we have like a minute and a half or so left with you, your power rankings. It must be, um, it's so difficult. This this conference, it's so much fun to watch this year. I didn't see TCU coming. I especially didn't see Oklahoma State getting blown out last week the way uh, K-State lit, looked after them. Just wild. Uh, Iowa State right down at the bottom. Your latest power rankings is clearly fair. That's where they belong at this point of the season. Didn't see it, uh, that coming as well. But just this conference overall, what does TCU have to do other than I guess continue to you know march on unbeaten and if they do they'll get one of those spots where do you think we'll hear their name tonight uh, when the first rankings come out well they better not win their last game of the season 55 to 3 or they'll drop three <laughs> spots in the final playoff I remember ranking. it well uh, but anyway yeah Iowa State fans know that game well oh, but anyway um, you know I, I think TCU will probably end up somewhere where they are in the AP poll number seven but Remember this, and um, you know, for all the talking head nonsense you're going to hear tonight on why TCU is behind uh, Clemson and Michigan and whoever else, TCU technically has a better strength of schedule than those two teams. Um, I mean, that's 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 out there. You can look that up, and I guarantee you that will get not. A, I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't believe that'll get a single mention tonight. It should get a mention um, because they're not a blue blood and they're going to want to talk uh, Clemson and Alabama and Michigan and Ohio State and Georgia and Tennessee. And, and you know, that's where the conversation is going to be. TCU will probably be, you know, forgotten about. I bet you they'll use some of TCU's, um, uh, you know, close comeback wins against them. And that's just how the conversation is going to go. Probably so. Pete, uh, happy that, uh, that for, for you as well, because Heartland College Sports is such a great resource for the Big 12. Uh, and if you're a Big 12 fan, I'm assuming you've been there. And if you've not, what are you waiting for? A great resource, Heartland College Sports. Pete, thank you to you and your crew. crew. Love having Duke on. Love having Postons on. Uh, thank you, Pete Mundo, for coming on. Appreciate it. You bet. Can Trent, anytime, guys. Take yep. care. Good to talk to you. Pete Mundo. Uh, it's his site, right? Heartland College Sports? Yep. Good for him. Well done. Uh, and good for the Big 12 and good for Brett Yormark. And, uh, and I couldn't agree with him more. And maybe it's because it's, it's the age that I'm in. These games are on TV. Mm-hmm. They're not streaming. Do you see the, the NFL numbers streaming-wise? They got back over $10 million this past weekend, mm-hmm. and that was a big deal. I mean, it's not going over as well as you would think. I get that it's new. Do you remember what the Fox numbers have been, though? Uh, on Thursday nights? Mm-hmm. I don't. Not great. But more than that, I would assume. Because there was the seven, eight millions. There were. That is that a fact? Really? Yeah. On Thursday night, that surprises me. Listening to John O'Ran, this has exceeded his expectations of yeah. what the numbers have been on average. Yeah, dip down. Bad games are going to dip down. Yeah. That also happened on television.
this has exceeded the expectations for a lot of people in the industry of what these numbers, not just what happened the first time, that initial number they got for Kansas City against the Chargers, that was surpassed well, it was a huge everybody. game, yeah. But it was also people figuring it out for the first time. People figured it out. Numbers are, are going well. I know we're old. I know we like to flip around wow. when it goes to commercial. Unfortunately, this is the way of the future. And all the Tier 3 rights also for the Big 12. You see, there's no longer no, they're gone. TV. Yeah, no, they're gone. They yeah. are all going to be mm-hmm. more than likely ESPN+. Mm-hmm. Plus right. Is where you're going to find all those yep. ones. So non-conference basketball, you're used to having two, three, four you have to be ready for. It might be five, six, seven. Games you're going to have to be ready for, in including the this coming Monday. That's where mm-hmm. that's where they uh, their game uh, on Monday night. Um, their lid lifter is on ESPN Plus. All right, Trent, it's time for your play of the day. I had a good one yesterday. What did you have yesterday? Well, I had Mr. Monday Night hit again. I, but didn't you throw something else out too? I said I liked the total, but it, that pushed. It was forty five. So. Was it? Well, another good boy. The Brownies needed that. Just I just was shocked how poorly the Bengals played. It's like they and good free God. money. Again, thanks to our friends at Circa. What'd they do? Last night, they put up the exhibition line for the Truman State-Iowa game. I saw that. Was I it 47 and a half? Uh, that was the number, yeah, and it was right around. I mean, isn't that crazy? They put it at 47 and a half, and I think it was 46. How, how do they do that? That's incredible. But Iowa totals early in the year, I, last few seasons, I've made a little money on this. Going over or under? Over. The, really? Over, because... I was bad defensively, yeah. and they're going to score against these crappy teams, mm-hmm. and it happened again last I night. I wonder how much money they did on that game last night. Well, unfortunately, I didn't get a heads up until right before tip-off that it was there. Mm-hmm. If I, I would have tweeted out and, and let people know that would have got down and, and got in front of four more people. i got to holler at Palm about that. <laughs> hey, you got to give me a little more heads up, because I texted him, and they got it up there, but he didn't respond back. Hey, it's up. And so I didn't get to it. No, until right I tried to text game. him a couple of times yesterday. And he was late getting back to me too. So Must have been actually busy. I think he had a day yesterday. Yeah. Those All days right. Well, uh, we're going to run out of show before we get to your circuit place. So we got to get our last break. Let's in. do it. Miller and Condon back on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. For podcasting. Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Now's your chance to sit on the couch guilt-free all weekend long watching football while you heal after your vasectomy from the Urology Center of Iowa. The doctors there perform my procedure in less than a half hour. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 and online at iowauro.com. A guilt-free football watching weekend after your vasectomy. AXNO. If you own a house, you've got a huge asset, and everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and renting them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is, if you sell your home instead of renting it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a total pain in your asset. But with Renner's Warehouse, you never have to find tenants, collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset and stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse. You can't buy happiness. Get your podcast. Hi, 
Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Final minute of the program. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Circus Sports sponsors Trent's Play of the Day. Major League Baseball. Maction. NBA hoops, NHL, lots to choose from. Nothing on baseball yet. Digging in with the new pitching matchups a little bit deeper here, and uh, I'll have those picks. You can follow me on the Action Network app. Uh, you can find me there, just TCON, and it's where I am. If you want to follow along, as I probably will have a couple of props. But I do have four plays currently, two in the NBA. I think we're going to get a dead cat bounce out of the Nets tonight after the firing of Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. Minus one and a half against a very banged up Bulls team. They've been playing hard, but they are really, really banged up. Going to take Phoenix, lay the three and a half against our T-Wolves. I just don't see the Timberwolves where, going where down is there. It? Is it, it's in Phoenix. Is it? Yep. So lay the three and a half in that one. Maction tonight, I'm on both sides. Give me both Ohio plus the three. I love Nathan Rourke, his older brother. You probably remember him mm-hmm. as the quarterback before him yeah, at good. Ohio with the Bobcats he's when Solich was the coach there. they got to be able to run the football better, and he's a big part of their running game. And also the over. Both these defenses, pretty brutal this year. Over in Maction, Ohio plus the three. The Nets minus one and a half. The Suns minus three and a half. Murph and Andy in five minutes. KXNO Drive with Heather and Sean at three. Fantasy Camp, Tyler Allen, Justin Miller. Who else is part of that? Nathan Fisher? You got it. Uh, and they've got some tickets to give away to the birthday bash. That goes tonight uh, at 6. We're Miller and Condon weekdays, 11 to 1, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.